this is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. A two-year-old interview with Dave Mustaine was just released, and to everyone's surprise, he was very well-spoken, and reasonable, and didn't say anything questionable at all. Ha 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 ha. Psych. Homeboy is cray. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. We're live. We're live. We're live. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. Having a great day. Hope Dave Mustaine is as well. It's Rust in Peace Raba here with no more Mr. Nice Guy Noah. Skin of my teeth, Sid. And Devil's Island Darren. Yeah. Did you That's write right. these down beforehand? I did. I'm wow. going gonna, gonna to start preparing now. Whoa. It's well the Metal done. Ejection Livecast. How many years did it take and finally there's some show prep from Raba? One. Oh, come on. <laughs> He's done a lot of show prep. And uh, you could be a part of the show. Give us a call. 213-WIDE-NUT. And if you want a little more show... You can always subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. You get access to all of our bonus episodes. We post at least one a month. And uh, this month's bonus is Uncut Gems. We do a roundtable discussion. There's also a little linky, so you could do a little streaming of the movie. Uh, it's a great movie, great discussion. And uh, we also have uh, past episodes where we do a watch along of the Netflix movie uh, about Motley Crue, The Dirt. Uh, we do. We have fire festival specials. We have a special about a Pantera home video. Tons of great episodes, and and my favorite bonus episode that we've ever done was when we went to Tad's Steakhouse mm-hmm. and suffered for your amusement. There is video. There is audio. There is full 360 metal injection livecast coverage, <laughs> all on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Metal Injection Livecast. We're basically Jesus for doing that. <laughs> I mean, right? Am I yeah, wrong? No, hundred uh, percent. You're not underselling it at all. I but, mean, eating a tad steak is not that different from having nails pounded through your hands and feet. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. I mean, it's worse for your heart. Yeah, right. His heart didn't feel shit. Yeah. Well, also because he's heartless. Oh well, if that, you knew him. Yeah. You'd know. I didn't know him. He's a fucking jerk. Well, let's jump right into it. Yes. Um, Chuck Blanington mentioned it. I want to talk about it. I want to get into it because I want to make sure we have plenty of time to talk about an amazing interview posted to our friends at Kerrang! Magazine with friend of the show, Dave Mustaine. <laughs> Hello. And so Dave Mustaine uh, was interviewed, and I didn't realize this until after reading it, but this, this actually appeared in the print version of the magazine uh-huh. two years ago. So they wait that long to put something on the website? I, in this case, I guess they do. Weird. But all right. uh, Rob, I was in such a good mood this week. I was listening to that very empowering Lizzo song. <laughs> I toss my hair back, check my nails. Dave, how you doing? I feel good as hell. He's definitely 100% that bitch. And now you're going to hit me with this negativity. We're just hitting you with quotes of yours, uh, David. Dave. <sighs> Why do you have to do shit like that? It's so devious. Well, let's. I mean, it's not fair to tell me things that I said publicly. (laughs) Dirty pool. You're only allowed to quote lyrics at him. Yeah. Statements. Sledding bullet. Something like that. Yeah, that's allowed. Well, so I want to give huge credit to Amit Sharma, the interviewer here, who clearly did her homework and was wonderful with the follow ups. And right from the beginning, this interview is hot fire. Sweet. (laughs) Um,. So she kicks it off by asking, 
how misunderstood do you feel all these years down the line? Which, to a narcissist like Dave Mustaine, is such a great leading question. Because if, you know, we've covered Dave Mustaine for the entirety of our show, I yes. feel like. Since the beginning, uh, we've talked about all. And, and Dave Mustaine has had a huge character arc, I feel, uh with our show in the last 10 years because early on was when he was really going off the rails and going on Alex Jones and doing all the stuff, which she actually asks him about in this interview. We'll get to it in a minute, which is amazing. And then, uh, he had a shift in management (laughs) and they kind of told him, uh, I assume that they told him to stop talking about politics. (laughs) Like it's not helping your cause. No one wants to hear what you have to say. And, uh, is it management or publicist? It was probably a new publicist. No, I think it's the man. He's not going to listen to a publicist. He could fire. I mean, he could fire his management as well, but I feel like he would. But does management tell them stuff like that, or they just tell them what gigs to take? No, that would be the booking agent who who deals with the gigs. Management management would accept the tours, I guess. But uh, no, everything goes back to the management. Uh, The management is like the the babysitter, you know, kind of in, in loose terms, I feel. Uh, but I, I, I also, before you go on, sorry, I want to say that he he walks back the stuff he said, but in the most disingenuous way possible. Absolutely. Like he doesn't say, like to me, in my mind, if I said something wrong, walking it back would be like, wow, that was kind of dumb. Or, right. Here's what I was thinking when I said that. Well, it reminds me of right. a few years ago when, uh, if you remember, I had a tweet exchange with David Shane, yes. which was wild where <laughs> he denied ever saying that African women should put a right. plug in it. He just doesn't admit that he said it. And then it was like, here is a transcript of an interview, and he said that he his response to the screenshot of a transcript was, I never said that. They wrote that, like, that is a lie. Deny, deny, deny. He denied this, like, I think it was like the Houston Chronicle or something, like <laughs> a, a, like an actual publication. Right. Like, what incentive is there for a Houston Chronicle guy to make up you know, Dave Mustaine said African women should have plugs in their. I time. guess the argument from Dave could be, if I'm if I'm putting myself in his position, <laughs> in his leather skin boots, <laughs> they're not lying. Just they mistranscribed. Gotcha. So it was like, auto not intentional. Like was it? Did he say shrug? They were supposed to shrug up their vaginas <laughs> and autocorrected to plug. So that's what it's like. He meant technical? drug. Oh, okay. Uh, I hate use it. the pill. I hate it when I speak verbally and things get <laughs> autocorrected. <laughs> Maybe well, he meant that, like, I thought I was saying it off the record and that shouldn't count. Oh, that I'd believe. If he, now, see, if he had said that, I but would then say that, is not, that is not what he was saying. saying. That's right, not right. what he was saying. Well, let's, since we're talking yeah. about this, let's jump to the Obama quote first. <laughs> And then we'll go back because there's so much great Metallica stuff, too. Is this the part where he said that Michelle Obama stole his man? Because <laughs> we have a recording of him sing, singing <laughs> oh, it. Yes, yeah, and and regardless, he still denies it, even though we have this recording. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, can, can we get shit. that recording, please? Obama is a whore. So Obama is a prostitute. Obama is a whore. I am a dick sucker. I love that retro guitar tone that he has. Uh, yeah, on that, uh, you, that's track. not his usual. Uh, no, I'm not an expert. It doesn't sound like his usual Megadeth tone there. No, he must have used a new pedal. It's like risk. He's just doing things that are slightly different. <laughs> it's definitely a risk. I mean, you can't you can't put out Countdown Extinction over and over. You know. <laughs> 
only he had. Yeah. Obama's cock. Michelle Obama, you stole my man. Is it Nick Menza on drums on that one? Yes. It's his mom on drums. Yes, his mom took. This is why she couldn't make good lasagna. She was using the pots and pans to play drums. Uh, so that makes sense. <laughs> in the interview, uh, the interview Kerrang asks, "You courted controversy in August 2012 after making comments on stage in Singapore about then President Barack Obama staging murders and turning your country <laughs> into Nazi America." Yes, that's what that's kept, why we're a Nazi country. You've kept out of politics for the most part ever since. Do you have any regrets? What a great question. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So c- could you read, uh, uh, yes. Dave, could you <laughs> verbalize what you uh, responded at the time? Huh. <laughs> I have no regrets. <laughs> I have no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> if you weren't there, you don't know what happened. We were in Asia. So that explains it. You're in Asia. That's why you suddenly say Alex Jones conspiracy theories about Obama. Well, good. Uh, I, should we uh, should we first say what he said? Sure. Uh, yeah. Back then, might be good. J- just to give it to give it some context. So it was a perform. This was 2012. He was in Singapore, mm-hmm. uh, and here's the quote. By the way, this is him on stage. Yeah, not like him on stage. Banter. Not like at a restaurant. Just and there, w- there was video of this. It's been taken down. <laughs> you didn't save it, Rob? I didn't save oh. it. Uh, but there was video of this. So he goes, Take it down by a good Samaritan. Well, this yeah. is the, the transcription. Back in my country, my president, and then uh, it's, it writes, makes puking sign with can finger I, in his can mouth. Can I wait? Can I just cut in for one quick second? We When this came out, we already were doing the show, so we had the audio and played it on the show probably, Oh, absolutely. Right? So the audio still lives in whatever I, that episode was. Oh, did 100%. Definitely, did we definitely okay. play the audio? Because I don't remember. I, I feel like we must We have. absolutely we have. must have. Yeah, like this. Uh, this yes, a hundred times uh, probably. Yeah, I just know we, 12. No, we I'm absolutely saying I, covered I'm this. saying I knew we would have if it was available, but was it up then or was yeah. it taken down before? No, it was, it was, okay. yeah. I don't remember. So uh, someone can dig it up. Yeah, yeah look at it. It's August of 2012, one of our live casters, please. So he goes, back in my country, my president, and then he makes a puking sign with his finger in his mouth. <laughs> He's trying to pass a gun ban. Not true. And, and it's funny. Trying. It's funny uh, to look back now. There was no gun ban. The, right. What ban? Nothing. Well, it's no, we really even attempt to pass a gun ban. He, uh, the NRA found out that he sort of had a half-cocked idea about it, and they killed him. <laughs> well, you can't say it. half-cocked Oops. to <laughs> no. the NRA. Anyway, uh, he's trying to pass a gun. Listen to the, the absurdity of this statement. He's trying to pass a gun ban, so he's staging all of these murders. <laughs> Obama himself, like he doesn't even have surrogates do it. Like, well, it's it's you know he he's. <laughs> no, I just like the idea of Obama going around to like Sandy Hook and like setting up these fake. Uh, he's an auteur, Darren. He cannot <laughs> leave this to lesser minds. He's saying the Fast and the Furious thing at the border, the massacre in Aurora, Colorado, all the people that were killed there, and now the beautiful people at the Sikh temple near Wisconsin. Beautiful people. I was talking to a JD, our promoter here tonight. What a great guy! I was saying, I don't know where I'm going to live if America keeps go- America keeps going down the way it's going, because it looks like it's turning into Nazi America. Because his life is so bad under Obama and yeah. Trump, it's completely different. And he said, "Move here, move down here to Singapore." So go ahead now. Now, how did he respond? I have no regrets. 
If you weren't there, you don't know what happened. We were in Asia and soon discovered the guy doing our monitors really wasn't a monitor guy. What does that mean? He's a fucking Duclaw. He's a fucking Duclaw. Waste of human waste, life. Waste of skin and life. <laughs> the first two shows had been disastrous. We got a local guy to help us, and it was a fucking mess. <laughs> Naturally, I threw caution to the wind, and we knew we couldn't take the gig too seriously. That night, I had a couple of drinks, and I really was just joking with the audience. So all that roundabout uh, shit, we took a detour through his sound guy, and his monitor guy, and we came to the final conclusion that he didn't mean anything he said. Well, and also he's saying, "Oh, I was just drinking. I was, dr- I was drunk." Right? His, his, the Phil Anselmo defense, it's called. Yeah. So I now was, I had some white wine, and I didn't mean anything I said. Now hold on, like we are not, we are gonna. So <laughs> can I just? So wait, wait so, go ahead. So he was in Singapore when he said all this stuff about like they're taking gun rights away. I yes. want to move. Do we? Are we aware that? Singapore has way more restrictive gun rights than anything Obama ever dreamt of imposing. Oh, I here. didn't. I didn't know this. No, I, just I was it up. not aware of this. It is possible to be a gun owner in Singapore. However, the gun must be used for sport, including hunting. You, you must belong to a gun club, which is the place that keeps the gun, uh-huh. and you have to fulfill a very strict criteria, including being above eighteen years of age, no criminal record, and be a member of society in good standing. The application process is onerous, and that applies to renewal of the license as well. There is no context where a gun may be used for self-defense unless it is discharged by a member of police or armed forces in the line of duty and even that the shooter will be investigated yeah Does, it's not that difficult to get the gun it seems just do some paperwork <laughs> you can only be in good standing but yeah dave yeah definitely move, move to singapore because how bad it is here you can only use the gun uh for caning somebody <laughs> Cannot actually only fire pistol it. whipping. Yes. Okay. So then, he, so he ends it with, "I was really just joking with the audience." Mm-hmm. So, what is the appropriate follow up? Which this wonderful reporter asked, "What was the joke then exactly?" Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> what I said was how much I wanted to live in Singapore because it's beautiful. The streets are a mech. You see, that wasn't even in the original criticism. What does the beauty of the city have to do with anything? There's no beauty, beautiful city Right, and that's not what she's... Yeah, she's not criticizing him complimenting Singapore. She's criticizing him saying that he's stayed... That Obama staged the Aurora shoot. He goes on a whole detour here. The streets are immaculate. There's no graffiti and hardly any crime at all. It really is a remarkable Asian paradise. I was drinking and started talking about the shootings in America. All I said was... Next time it happens, well, I come out and live there in Singapore. No, you didn't just say that. That's not. You said the president of the United States is staging child school shootings. Yes. So then, here, wait, he addresses that. Whatever else came out along with that was to soften the blow (laughs) to the audience. What? (laughs) You know, whenever I want to soften the blow, I roll out an Alex Jones-style conspiracy that the president of the United States is murdering people. Uh, uh, when when I say stuff that I mean, I stick by it, and nobody can shake me from it. When I'm joking around and laughing, people need to be smart enough to know it's not meant seriously. All right. Well, let's take a pause. Darren, I just sent you a link, and I give full credit to Blabbermouth here. So they posted about this. I did not post about the story on the main site just because I just, I just don't want to deal with it. I can't, I can't deal with the... fatigue. Yeah, and, and just like the p- political... 
you know, like I don't want to. I don't the want the argument. Yeah, I don't want the trolls. Saying? I just, uh, I don't need it. But it's great to talk about it here because mm-hmm. this is a one-way medium. Only we're talking here. There's no trolls. What's welcome. the call-in number? Two one three wide nut. Oh. If there is a troll, <laughs> yes. we'll welcome a troll or two. Yes, sure. rebut this. Two one three wide nut. That's two one three nine four three three six eight eight. So, in the Blabmouth article covering this quote and covering it, um, <laughs> I give uh, uh, Blabmouth so much credit because. He not only put the original quote, but then immediately under it, a week after the Singapore concert, Mustaine po- spoke with conspiracy theorist Alex Jones about the controversial oh comments God. he made, claiming he was merely repeating the theories that Larry Pratt, a pro-gun activist who no. runs the organization Gun Owners of America. Or GUA. <laughs> <laughs> And so, Dad, uh, do you want to read the quote that he said? Yes. To clarify things, no one can deny there were criminal rogues in the administration. CBS News got the memos. Congress has the information. And basically, Larry Pratt, the head of Gun Owners of America, or GUA, <laughs> who is a highly respected person by me, yeah. said that if they would stage Fast and Furious... Well, they'd be capable of staging everything. And it was all done to blame the Second Amendment. We'd be fools not to look at this. Our U.S. Border Patrol agents were killed. And like I said, I was just quoting Larry Pratt. That's it. Bottom line. Don't blame me. Don't blame me for spreading ridiculous... Wait, 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 uh, but like, he keeps going, he keeps going, and he just talks himself into a hole. I just want... Does the interviewer at any point ask him if he remembers what Fast and the Furious was? No. Because there's no chance he remembers what that controversy was no. at all. He Zero. doesn't remember the movie Fast and Furious. <laughs> I think Vin Diesel and The Rock, something like that. <laughs> uh, he, he continued. continued. Yeah. In the heat of the moment, when you're on stage and you're talking, sometimes you're not as eloquent as you'd like to be. Like I said, I was just quoting what Larry said. We really need to investigate this, and we need to have the Attorney General release the documents find out who's responsible for this. People died. And the democratic process says, let's investigate this. Let's find out what's going on here. <laughs> so, like but insane. I got to, there's more. I got to break in though and say, you either you're joking or you're not. Yeah. Like he's now saying, I didn't eloquently say what I was trying to say, well, but I was quoting a gun activist. Well, that was his excuse a week after. Yeah. This is his excuse five years later. Yeah. Five years later, it turned to, I was just joking. <laughs> but he's clearly not joking. That, yeah. That's the point I'm trying yeah. to make uh-huh. here. Yeah. Yes. No, uh, in no, absolutely no you way remember, was he joking. You remember, um, what was it, uh, 15 years ago, give or take, when, or maybe more than that. Actually, yeah, more than that. But when the Dixie Chicks yes. basically sure. had their entire career revoked for saying something less inflammatory about George W. Bush. Bush. Yep. Yes. On foreign soil, they were like in France, I think, when they made the comments. Stay in France. No consequences whatsoever for no. what he said. No, because he's saying fine. something that promotes like the establishment side of things, mm. like the when you the Dixie Chicks and you're criticizing a war. That's yeah. when you get shit canned. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I love our country. And my whole, that's why you want to move to fucking Singapore, you dipshit. And my whole thing with this is that I think we should just look into it. Oh, yeah, let cooler yeah, heads. Yeah, let's yeah. just all take a step back and investigate this uh, turd nugget that came out of Alex Jones' diseased <laughs> rot brain. 
I just think that we deserve to know the truth. That's it. I'm a patriot. <laughs> Did you really say that's the Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm a patriot, he added. I've always been controversial. I'm a political songwriter. And this wasn't... <laughs> Hello, me. Meet the real me. <laughs> and this wasn't done to hurt any of our, uh, any our, my fellow countrymen. I guess that's not Dave's fault. That's any of typo. my fellow right. yeah. I think that's, that it's something we really, really need to look into. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait. So one, he was just joking. One little thing I want to add here. It's not quite related to that, but the, the next paragraph is... Earlier in 2012, Mustaine made headlines when he voiced his support for ultra-conservative Republican presidential candidate Rick Santorum. Mm -hmm. He explained at the time that the Pennsylvania politician looked like he could be a really cool president. <laughs> kind of like a JFK kind of guy. Now, I will say this. Oh, my God. Sorry, finish your line. Yeah. Now, whether you have... Problems with JFK, one way or the other, with good president, bad president. He was pretty fucking cool. There's nothing cool about Rick Santorum <laughs> no, no. whatsoever. Um, can you read the following uh, paragraph? Because yes. it's yes. insane. Later that year, Mustaine revealed his birther opinions on Alex Jones's talk show, saying he doubted President Obama was born in the United States. He said, with all of the proof about his birth certificate being fake... And you see the signs in Kenya that say, the birthplace of Barack Obama. Hello! Come on, guys! How stupid are we right now? Those photos of the birth... Like, those were all fake memes. Right. Like, he fell for right. fake oh memes. God. I can't believe it! Yeah. Really? You can't? Ah! You can't believe it? It's, but, but like, it's I, so I, strange I, that like he's well-traveled. He's associated with so many different cultures, but he's so fucking closed-minded. Right. Well, there's two things when you when you're well traveled and you have all this access to stuff that that prohibit you from understanding the world. One of them is being mega rich. Yeah. Another one is having yes men all around you. He travels in a uh, hermetically sealed bubble, bubble. Mm -hmm. with yeah. people that just nod their head and go, "Dave, you're the fucking man." They want a piece of his money. They want gigs. They want all this stuff. He never sees the real world. He yeah. sees a filtered like. He he can filter out everything that contradicts his stupid beliefs, yeah. and then then that's how you wind up on Alex Jones's show. Yeah, he's a big dummy. Still a great musician. I'll never knock him for that. Yep. So even, if, I even like that. I like Dystopia. Like I really feel like he's a he's just a great. He's an idiot savant. Like he's great at making music, <laughs> and that's the only thing he knows how to use his brain for. Not to linger too much longer, but there's a one other excerpt from this interview that I wanted to. Uh, discuss and it was the interviewer going. This is the other one, right? This the, is the, the Kerrang interview, yeah. the new, the 2018 one that we originally started talking about. Good. One of your first run-ins with Metallica was when James kicked your dog at rehearsal. Yes. See, oh, you wanted me to read his response, yes, please. And again, he walks this back too. By the way, I probably shouldn't have taken the dog there. Oh, blame yourself now wow. after all that. And I understand why James felt like doing that. He was probably trying to shoo the dog away, but there's a difference between shooing and going overboard. Yeah, there's a difference between shooing and taking your shoe and punting yeah. the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back, I totally forgive him and apologize for my part, but wow. things happen for a reason. Oh. Dog or no dog, 
I think I'd be in that band right now anyway. I, oh, sorry. I don't think I'd be in that band right now anyways. Wait, so did he ever blame the dog kicking incident for him not being in Metallica? Yeah. Is that I, I don't remember that being part of it. They kicked him out of the band. It's not like he quit over the dog kicking. Just like the dog. They kicked yeah. Dave out. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was the just night. practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to kick Dave out next week. Yeah, let me practice on this fucking or, dog. Or maybe James meant to kick Dave and just missed. <laughs> Hit the dog by well, accident. Well, and then, he, and the way, then he played it off. He's like, that dog's out of the band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next question is, on April 11, 1983, after you were fired by Lars, you were put on a four-day bus journey while everyone else flew home. That must have felt like the longest ride of your life. There was a silver lining in that cloud. <laughs> it was the fact that the bus didn't flip over and kill me. <laughs> no, no that's not what he said. But I didn't know it. I didn't look at that situation with the same eyes as when it happened. It al- it's almost like it all happened to a different person. I've grown up a lot since. Sometimes you need the time to assimilate what's happened to see your part in it. Because I did have a part in it. I was definitely dangerous back then, Noah. (laughs) Then the (laughs) follow-up is, what made you so dangerous? I had already punched James in the face. (laughs) (laughs) No big deal. He's a big (laughs) puss anyway. And jeopardized the band. Oh, boy, that is a massive butchering of the word jeopardized. It might be the British spelling. No, it's not. <laughs> J-E-A-P-O-R-D-I-S-E-D. Oh, yeah. The right. S part, yes, but not the rest of it. Jeopardized the band's physical and financial security. I understand why they wouldn't want to take chances on me when there was so much writing on Metallica. But at the time, I wished I got a second chance. Just like someone saying, hey, Dave, you're drinking too much. And please stop punching the singer in the face. <laughs> I probably would have been fine with that. Yeah, he would have just put all the Jack Daniels away and yes. behaved himself. If someone just had been kind enough. It's to very easy to reason with raging alcoholics, I find. So, yes. Yeah. One of the easiest things in the world, really. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically goes on. I won't read every quote, but he goes on to say that like Megadeth... The music of Megadeth in the early years was just about attacking Metallica, like anger towards Metallica channeled into music. Okay, so not there's not like lyrics that we could go back and find to see like how they... I mean, he doesn't specify, but I'm sure huh. you could find that <laughs> in there somewhere. You could probably look at a lot of those songs in many ways. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Glad it all worked out for him. Yeah, he seems like a much more well-adjusted person now. <laughs> Oy. Couldn't even get that out without laughing. Yeah, no, there's no way. <laughs> well, he's redeemable, redeemed himself now because he had cancer and he, he beat it. Oh yeah, sure. So it's so that's all. People it takes? have a more favorable opinion. Him and Rush Limbaugh. Well, Rush Limbaugh <laughs> still be also. You know, David Stain isn't doing interviews. So are you time. saying you're going to let the cancer decide whether the person's redeemed or not? So if Limbaugh beats not cancer, he's it. redeemed, and if he dies of it, that means he had it coming. I think maybe. <laughs> did he <laughs> mean like? Did you mean like? That gives you a chance to reflect on things? Or? I'm saying the public opinion on him was much more sympathetic after oh. the cancer diagnosis. Oh, on not Dave or on Rush? On Dave. I'm not talking about Rush Limbaugh. Dave? I do think that people... Well, see, with Dave, it's weird because I feel like a lot of people are hesitant to criticize him to begin with. Like, for some reason. Maybe because he's just a big four, like, metal god mm-hmm. or whatever. But I feel like we got a lot of shit also for kind of going in hard on him, too. 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we got a lot of criticism for doing. There's a lot the of uh, Megadeth diehards. Uh, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I did notice he stopped tweeting. He doesn't even go on Twitter anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a shame. That came from his management. I would think so. <laughs> Missing all or maybe he just realized, like, you know what? This isn't helping me. This is because yeah. he was such a bad Twitter user. Like, oh. he didn't understand how to use it. it well, so he's weird. Trump. He's just Trump, but without like, I think Trump's a little more savvy about it. But he's just well, he's just he, no filter and well, like Trump diarrhea never, comes out of his Trump keyboard. would never like quote tweet a hater. Yeah, that's true. And like say something to them, and then like get all of his followers to like, you know, brigade against this. <laughs> kid with like 15 followers like why are you why are you bothering with this kid in india this weirdo in india or whatever uh one other quick passage because it's i mean gives a little more builds a little more character uh the interviewer asks your childhood was notoriously difficult you lived off food stamps with an abusive alcoholic for a father and a religiously strict mother and he definitely carried on the best qualities of both it was terrible my dad drank a lot and was abusive. My parents got divorced when I was young. It got worse from there. We <laughs> moved up to Costa Mesa to move in with my aunt, who was a Jehovah's Witness. And that's when my mum... He said, did he really... Oh, that guy no, probably translated it, mum. It's yeah. the transcribe. That's when my mum became one. I like to think of Dave <laughs> saying mum, though. <laughs> my mum became one, too. That's to show that he is culturally yeah. advanced. Oh, right. <laughs> he should have said it in whatever the Singapore equivalent of it was. That's where he lives now. <laughs> they don't believe in Christmas, birthdays, or holidays. My life was ruined from that point onwards till I moved out. Like yeah, that's the, I love the idea that that's the only thing Dave cares about as a child is Christmas, birthdays, and holidays. Oh. Like if he <laughs> just like, had no that, presents. he would have never... Ruined. He would have never been in Megadeth. He would have never been angry. He would have never drank. Well, and that's on. somehow that's worse than the abusive alcoholic father. Yeah. Well, oh, he, he has Christmas. He elaborates because then she asks, uh, did that make it hard to find friends? At school, whenever it was time to stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance, I had to stand there with my hands behind by my side, not saying a word. Wait, this is breaking news. Dave did not do the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. I thought he was a patriot. Dave takes a knee. Yep. This is he's canceled. He's out by the right. Uh, the other kids were all wondering what the hell was wrong with me. Yes, that's why. <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't your long himself. hair. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the fact that I ate boogers at lunchtime. <laughs> a ginger with translucent skin. They put me in lockers every day because of the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> he didn't say that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it. Stop tying my shoelaces together because of the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> I was only allowed to have friends from church, most of who lived far away and weren't the kind of people I generally mix with. <laughs> but he had such eclectic taste when he was a child. Yeah. Uh, this is why I supported Burtzum, so that because they would burn down these asshole friends from church that I didn't like. <laughs> they weren't even my fucking age. That's a quote. He did say that. Yeah. I'm not off of my joke part. That's it. <laughs> they weren't even my fucking age. Whenever it was a school year, I would see my dad just to get money for the clothes and supplies. Then I wouldn't see him until the next one. Later on, whenever he found out where we were living, we would move. That would change you. It makes you not trust people. You can't let anyone in because in a few weeks, dad will come. 
You'll be gone. That's so sad. And also, Dad didn't like me because I didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) (laughs) He was the real patriot. Yeah. Well, that goes to show you how much parents can screw up a kid's future. Sure. But then again, we wouldn't have any great Megadeth albums. So thanks, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Give a fuck about Dave Mustaine's childhood. Fuck him. Well, not his childhood. It's more about like what kind of an adult he grew up to be and how much of his childhood influenced that. Right, but that made good music, so that's all I care about. (laughs) I don't care if he gets Touche. Prince was a Jehovah's Witness, right? I believe so. Or was, I'm sorry, you might be right, but I thought he was a Seventh-day Adventist. Hmm. Am I wrong on that? Check that out. Because if he was, then that means if David only stayed with that religion longer, he might have even been a better musician. <laughs> yes. Maybe he got he out He was of the a wrong Jehovah's time. Witness. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Fake news. He'd have been a better musician and he'd be dead already. Mm. So it would have been just great on all levels. <laughs> miss, so miss was, out, Dave. was Prince like brought up that way or was he still one like as he became an adult and a famous person? I think he found it later in life. Oh, or really? Or something like that. I thought he... Was oh wow okay or like maybe he would disavow it and then reavow. He was playing hard to get. Yeah, didn't know that. His compli- the title of this is Prince's life as a Jehovah's Witness. His complicated and ever evolving faith. So, I guess maybe when uh, he had men in his bed, he wasn't a Jehovah's Witness. But oh. when he didn't, he was a Jehovah's. So you're well, saying there are two genders: Jehovah's Witness and non-Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Well, what about it would entice him to become religious? You just felt guilty. I just remember, like, I remember when we used to live by all those Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witnesses, remember? Yeah. They were so weird. Yeah. Were they? I, mean, I never, I never encountered know? one. Religious people, like very religious people are weird. Well, they're always in the, uh, in the train station now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single one, even like obscure, like smaller train stations. But it was weird because like the the ones that lived in our building were also in our train station. Oh. So it's like you have to be like cordial with them in the building, but then you want to ignore the fuck out of them in the sure. subway. It's like, it was a weird. Well, yeah. I, I usually tell them I'm an atheist and they yeah. like either one of two things happens. Well, actually three things happen. One, the two most common things one of them, they recoil in horror. <laughs> Second, and this is 50-50 with the other thing. Uh, they go, oh, okay, understood, and they leave you alone. Mm. So there's two. The, the third thing that happens is they get real excited and they want to convert oh, you. Oh, God. Which is maybe one out of 20 or 30 times. Do you remember say. what they say to you, like if you approach that kind of? Uh, I've only stopped and in- indulged them like once or twice. But they'll like they they say you they start out this is must be a script because they say the same thing like they start out saying uh, a lot of misconceptions you might have about uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses are wrong of course and like we believe in this this and this like they say there's no hell like they say the one thing that atheists usually find objectionable about religion like Christianity is that you know God wants people to go to hell to be tortured that's the one thing we find well, objectionable I should say the number one thing okay. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And and that's and we agree with that. We actually agree with the atheists. That would be horrible if that's the case. And we don't think that's uh, represented anywhere in the Bible. It's like a distortion, and that's not true. It's in the fucking Bible. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate them for trying to distort the shittiness of the Bible to something nicer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so then they give you the whole rundown, like you know what what we actually believe and what they believe is like also horrible. Yeah. You know, so, but not to get too much into it. But like the the whole pitch is like. 
you don't know what we're really about. If you actually sat down and listened, you would actually think it was pretty cool. Even if you still wind up being an atheist, yeah, you wouldn't. You'd think we were the best religion or the least objectionable one. Uh, so you know, at least that's honest, I guess. No. But I don't. I, I think they're but one of the most objectionable. Because it's not like you were throwing rocks at them for being Jehovah's Witnesses. So what does it matter if they convince you to not believe in them but just like <laughs> them slightly more? Like, well, I get the I get the impression that when you encounter one of these people in a public space and you engage them, they're really not talking to you. They're talking about anyone that's walking mm. by and listening, and okay. you're like the the uh, Nerf board that they throw the fucking Fair. darts okay. at, you know? Yeah. So I don't mind being that, because I think if we engage, my argument's going to win, yeah. you know, the to the three or four people that walk yeah. by and hear it. I do that with the Jews more than with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, the Jehovah's Witnesses are so far gone like you're never going to get anywhere like they have instant answers for everything mm. and they're all wrong but they know how to <laughs> they know how to do like like a gish gallop like they know how to throw 110 things at you because mm. they're just all they do for all fucking day yeah. they know how to throw a million things at you so you never get into like a real argument but the jews on the street they get so flustered if you tell them you're an atheist then this is all and i do it politely i'm not a dickhead but like mm-hmm. this is all bullshit and they go nuts. They, they wait. Do you politely stutter? say this is all bullshit? Yes. Uh, I say the same thing without. Say he says it's Mishigas. Yes. No, <laughs> Mishigas is like uh, craziness, right? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Sense. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> well, how do you, how would you say it? I would say I, I would I wouldn't say the word bullshit. I would just say I am an atheist. I don't believe any of this is true. I think you're probably good people, but you being you believe this from birth because mm-hmm. your parents told you to. If you were born in Syria wow. or. If you were born in, you know, Saudi Arabia, you'd be uh, a Muslim. And what what is a typical? No, no, no. I learned the truth. I believe the truth because I just happened to be lucky with parents that taught me this. And I, you know, but I have, but I, I know it's true because I've read all the other religions. It's bullshit. They don't fucking know anything. That's a lot of them don't know anything that's even in the Bible. Half of them. Mm-hmm. So, I like to me. That's like your Facebook arguments in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, that you I, would really enjoy all this. I want to say I've stopped doing that most for the most part. Like I've had a few recently, but like for like who has the energy? Like live it does li- get annoying. Yeah, like yeah. live your life, buddy. I don't care. Just move. I'm not. I'm not saying the Sukkot prayer. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you mean <laughs> the, not the, guys your in the, the guys in the street? Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode <laughs> not, title. <laughs> not touching your lemons. <laughs> yeah, it, they're called ethrogim, Rob. Yeah, say it right. Sorry, not touching your ethrogim. Very good. <laughs> good accent. Noah, how would you grade that accent? One to ten. Um, maybe like a six. Is that uh, ethrogim? Is that uh, Hebrew or Yiddish? I think it's Hebrew. Okay. Isn't I really it like don't dates know. Dates or something? No, I know. No, that's the lemons. That's like a type of lemon. That, that's what they do on the on Sukkot. They take the lemons around, and there's some holy purpose to it. Yeah, but I think it's just like, the, or, or maybe like the whole thing with the bamboo and all that, because <laughs> lemon papers? is is lemon in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's Yiddish then, because okay. I I always see it. How in do the, you spell etrogim? E t etrog is the singular. E t r o g and etrogim is the plural. My life hands you etrogim. <laughs> you make etrogimade. <laughs> Oh, I'm craving some etrogimade. Yes, it's like a like a prickly orange, uh, a, a prickly lemon. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of pricks in there. A yellow. It's a citron. Yeah, citron. Yeah. I didn't know they were exact same thing, but it's like that. Huh. <clears throat> mm. Well, that's your yeah. lemon update for the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, Noah, why don't you give us a little update? You did something pretty metal. You went uh, it's, ice climbing. It's not metal at all. 
<laughs> well, you had to use metal some, was involved. It's pretty yeah. grim and You're frostbitten. Woman. There, it's frostbitten. <laughs> yeah, I guess I I was a little frostbitten mm-hmm. by the end. It's grim. I went uh, ice climbing. I don't know if you saw my pictures, Sid. You're no. not on Instagram. Correct. What the fuck is ice climbing? (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely become more of a mountain man after this weekend. Sweet. Who'd you go with? Um, So I took my boyfriend for his birthday. That was his birthday gift to go ice climbing. Because he likes these like adventurous, uh, (laughs) life-threatening nature adventures. Where was this? It was in. It was near Hunter Mountain and like the Catskills. Oh, the skiing uh, slopes. So. It's it's weather dependent then, right? Like if it was too warm, you couldn't do it. Or? Yeah. Well, when I Uh-oh. when I call them, um, <clears throat> sorry, well, I was like, hey, it's been kind of warm lately, mm-hmm. and um, I said, uh, you know, if, if the ice melts, like what what happens? Mm-hmm. We can't climb it, right? So they said that um, as the alternative, they would give us like a mountaineering class mm-hmm. which I, I still don't understand what that means but it's just like how do you get up a mountain mm-hmm. mountain climbing right that's on that what yeah that is? yeah mm-hmm. so okay so it starts with like you, you have to meet at the climbing school and we have an instructor and we get there and he's not there yet and all of a sudden this like guy like just like crashes through the door and he's like oh like the man Kool-Aid man <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> With my mic. No, it's 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 all recording. It's just our okay. headphones. So he um he crashes through the door like this man like cut, like just bursts in through the door and he's like, oh, I just hit a mink on the way up here. Yeah. Oh, oh. good to know. And I, try, and I tried to go back and and to pick it up, um, uh, so that I could taxidermy it. Uh, and it turned oh, out that, that that was going to be our instructor, so I was so nervous because uh. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's probably like a like a freak. What the fuck? <laughs> He's going to turn us into taxi dude. He's going to throw us off the cliff." So horror movie starts. You know, like all the anxiety of what we're about to do, yeah, starts to manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to like at first we got um we, we had to park the car and walk along the road, and I thought that we're just going to like start. Going up, you know, like on the icicles or whatever. I, I want to do a quick pause now. Uh, what was the weather conditions and what were you wearing? Mm-hmm. What were you wearing? Mm-hmm. I was yeah. wearing multiple layers. Yeah, like you, you dressed appropriately, right? Like but you, you had to wear light stuff because you get hot as you're climbing. Right. And you also... Like, uh, you also need to have thin layers of stuff because... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, you know, it's like you can't move, like can't make these you, movements like in a in a bubble coat. Right, you can't have a coat. puffy coat. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ever since I got my work. snowboarding coat, I want to say like I realized that I could be warm in thin layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I've been more adventurous this winter, going snowboarding, going like winter hiking and stuff, because mm. I don't have to wear a big coat. So anyway, so we have to scale this mountain to get to where the cliffs are and we put on um so we have these special boots and we have to like put on these crampons mm-hmm. do you know what that is no is that with the spikes on the yes. bottoms it's sort of like cleats yeah yeah that's what called you, crampons yeah, they that's when you put a sanitary napkin in and it's too big and you get a big cramp out of it 
<laughs> it basically looks like what like the boots that Kiss wears, where it mm. just has like these big spikes. Mm-hmm. Metal. See, that's metal. Come on. Yeah. Probably actually Literally, metal. Yeah. I guess Kiss, so. I mean. Metal, yeah. metal, metal, hard rock. Metal, it's hard rock. Proto metal. Mm. Okay. We also have these hooks. Uh, wait, no. He said, "Don't call it a hook." He said, "A pick." Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> he's like, because I kept calling them hooks, and he's like, you know, people will know that you're a noob if you keep saying hooks out loud. They're called picks. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. So these these picks, and they they kind of, I think we kind of. Like like a manatee hand, where it's you know just kind of like this curve. Is Mike Francesa with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we're using that to scale up the mountain, okay. and then we finally get to the top. And so wait, now hold on, you you can't just jump ahead now. So you, what was your like? Did you have like a moment like when you start this climb like? Why did I agree to this? I could be on my couch right now. (laughs) Or were you into it? Were you like, I'm going to do this? Or was it both? Okay. (laughs) Don't tell my boyfriend this. You know. (laughs) But I was just waiting until we were in the car, like done with all of it. And him just like, just like loving it and saying it was like the best gift that he's ever gotten. Uh-huh. And just like him being really happy about it. That's so all you wanted out that, of the situation. That's the thought. That's the only part that I was thinking about. Because if I were to think about doing this before, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But, but when you actually did it, did you enjoy it? Yeah. So like you get to that first moment. What's your thought? You're just like, I got to get through this. Um, I was like, okay, this is fun. This is fun. And then... Um, <laughs> You know, like I kind of liked how the harness sat on me; it made my butt look perky. Okay, so now this uh, this is what I wonder now. So there was a harness, and you were like attached to a wire. Where the who got the wire up the mountain? How did that happen? Okay, so the instructor mm-hmm. he um, ice climbs to the top of this climb, mm-hmm. and as he goes up, he puts in these hooks. And he puts the rope through the hook so that it creates okay, so a, he a belay system. Yeah, yeah. Yes. A, what, a what system? A belay. Terry Jean belay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like like the Nutcracker. Uh, belay? No, no, that's ballet. <laughs> belay. Okay, like a pulley system essentially. Right, like for safety. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. noobs say pulley rub. So, how many people were in your crew? Was it just you and your boyfriend yeah. and the instructor? And the instructor. Oh, okay, yeah. very intimate. Yeah, I didn't want to do a group because I didn't want to like have to wait for other people. Yeah, or I like didn't want to be f- self-conscious or whatever. It was like I didn't want to like have to like feel competitive with other people and then like get myself into a situation that I was uncomfortable like even more uncomfortable in. Right. I just wanted to be like I don't want to do this anymore and they'll have to say that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um so he goes all the way up and he creates this system and then he comes down and he uses it, you know, and like this is the safety in case we like fall as we're doing it. Right. But it was, I had never um, rock climbed and uh, uh, belayed before. So it's like, you really have to just trust this thing to just like fall back. And then you realize that it catches you, but I just couldn't mentally. Mm-hmm. You can't get, get over there. that hurdle. No. And now uh, from these photos, this looked like if you've seen game of Thrones, like the wall in the game, in game, of, it looked just like a total, Ice mountain. It's all ice. And so are, is this like all upper body? Like what muscles are you working out here? Is it a full body situation? Okay, here's here's what I learned. It was more, it was less physical 
and more mental. And the reason why I strained my muscles is because I was holding on to the picks so hard. (laughs) And I was so tense the whole time that it was be that it was like physically challenging had i gotten you know like if if mentally i was just like fine mm-hmm. with it right you're anxi- but I wasn't. right i get what you're saying you were it's like when someone tries to pick you up and you put all your weight down it's like harder for them to grab you but like something like that you were setting up more resistance for yourself to climb yeah and the whole time i was like i just need to get through as much of this as possible so that my boyfriend is impressed and loves me <laughs> even more and just don't look down. And I just like kept going as, as high as I can. And I think I just made it to like the midpoint. And then I'm like, um, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, you made it far enough where you were proud enough of yeah. yourself to give up. I was like, right. I was like, I think this is good enough. Like he thinks I'm hot now. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> so then like having to like, just kind of fall back and like, um, just kind of like jump with the rope down like well, yeah. of course I, that seems like the fun part that's no it was really scary and then like of course i slam into the ice oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> i just imagined the simpsons episode where homer accidentally is on bart's skateboard yes. and he's just falling down the cliff yes, yes. but it's no it wasn't that brutal but is there bruising I have one bruise on my knee, but I have a lot of bruises from jujitsu anyway. Um, okay. Are those bruises that don't go away or like what? They do, but then... There's like, new they, ones. Okay. There's new ones. But they go away a lot faster than before. Okay, so then like... Uh, I didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, I also... like We were literally on an edge of this mountain and like the the the... the, the hill was so steep that i didn't trust to like stand there so i attached myself with with the cord Mm -hmm. and the clip or whatever i heard about that's called edging right (laughs) that's what that is i was literally edging because i i hooked myself up to a tree so that i can like take pictures i wouldn't fall like i just kept thinking i was gonna fall back (laughs) and then um to get off I thought we were... <laughs> You're edging. This is your clamp on you got mm-hmm. off? First you edge, and then you get off, right? Is that how it works? Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. So then to get off, it, we were 400 feet. So we had to, like, go back down to the road. And I thought we were just going to, like, you know, walk down the same way we came up. Sure. And he goes, no, no, no. He, so he takes the rope, he puts it on my harness, and he puts it around the tree, and he's like, just walk back backwards and we'll and i'll and i'll hold you with the rope and i was like what i have to trust this tree and i have to walk backwards and at the same time i had never seen this before but a shrew came out and it was following us from where the ice climb was to when i was going backwards and like she kept walking behind me so i thought i was gonna like step on her and have like a shrew attached to my crampon that's like a little like a little mouse right yeah with a with a pointed nose did you end up taking it home? No. Oh. I'd eventually walk somewhere else. Did you tame it? So I want to point out that it was a mink that Noah's instructor hit because uh, uh, it did. It actually didn't come through on the audio feed, apparently, according to people in the chat. Oh, I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah. So, so he, yeah. And the, um, throughout the whole thing, he brought up how he hit the mink. And he's like, yeah. And then I went back to go pick it up. And it, 
it, it, it was too mangled to taxidermy. <laughs> But our instructor ended up being really knowledgeable and very patient with me. <laughs> That's the name of my new album. Too Mangled for Taxidermy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like Cannibal Corpse. Branching out. <laughs> that would actually be fun. I went one way with risk. I'm going the other way now. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your celebratory meal after this? Uh, well, during... <laughs> was it true? Mm. Was it mink? <laughs> mink and true? I was very grateful because the day before we went to this Jamaican restaurant and we looked at the patties and we thought, wow, that's going to be really good to have on the hike tomorrow. So after doing the climb, like I was so drained from the adrenaline and I didn't like, I didn't think I was hungry, but once I started eating that patty, <laughs> I felt... Amazing! What kind of patty? A beef patty. Damn right. Ooh. Patty. Now, did did so you heat it up patty. after, or like how, how did that no, work? It was, was it cold. It was cold. Okay, but it was still delicious. Still, just so it was better was... than nuts and dried fruit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, patty. <laughs> <laughs> mm, delicious. Come on, patty, you better come out. So this patty wasn't moist. <laughs> it was a dry patty or a moist? Patty? So moist. Come on, patty. <laughs> <laughs> patty. <laughs> patty. That's the best one. Did you tag the patty in your video? Tag her in the video. Go, <laughs> 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 <Cool>, beef patty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> patty. That was me sitting on the cliff eating the patty, absolutely. Ooh, you better than fruits and nuts, patty! <laughs> Ooh, ha <ha-ha>. ha! <laughs> patty! <laughs> oh, bless that man. So would you do it again, or you're set? <laughs> uh, All set or still working? I think I would like to do the indoor rock climbing a little bit more and get more experience with that. Uh, and then do it again. Like it, it was. F- I mean, now that I look back at it, it was a lot of fun, and it was uh, just to like have to go through that like mental thing of just like, okay, well, you just got to get through this. I know you don't like it. I know it's uncomfortable, but just like doing that, I de- definitely helped me um, a lot. So, <laughs> what is Rob looking? He's like, sorry, I, I, I truthfully You're zoned out for out. a second. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of beef patties now. He's like, oh, patties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's already got a good beef patty around here. Mmm, patty. Well, this Golden Cross not too far. Yeah, and the freezer yeah. section has like Jamaican beef patties. You just heat them up in your oven. And also, most uh, like mid-range pizzerias yes. have beef patties. Yes. Not like the nice, you know, super nice pizzerias, but the you know average pizzeria. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's not a nice Jamaican family in Woodbury, New York, making them. No, That's they, true. They have frozen ones, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely. Native uh, patty places on the other side of the park. Like, they definitely exist around here. <laughs> yeah. Because that's where the Jamaicans go on Grubhub. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been to some. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one more uh, uh, story here that I want to talk about that today. So, uh, K.K. Downing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Former guitarist of Judas Priest, he left the band like ten years ago. Just like I don't want to do this. Too gay. 
Was that no. the problem? No, not at all. Oh, he's not a homophobe? Okay. He probably that is. He probably way. just made up some other excuse, like creative differences. Let's, let's not do that. What? <laughs> what? You, you, you Accuse don't think... someone of being a homophobe with mm. no evidence. Uh, Since just asking questions. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a patriot. Uh, well, what's so funny, though, is a few years ago when the other guitarist of uh, Judas Priest, Glenn Tipton, had to uh, retire uh, due to his Parkinson's diagnosis, retire from touring, I should say. K.K. Downing was like, Bitch. oh, uh, why didn't you guys re- reach out to me to fill in the spot? Because they got somebody else to do it. And it's so weird, like, it was such a weird thing to say because he was like, quit, you right? quit the band. Yeah. Why would we think you would want to? You yeah. know, like, <laughs> uh, and so he's kind of been in the press now. And then he made his live re-debut with Ross the Boss. Oh, God. Former Man of War guitarist. I thought you meant Rick Ross. <laughs> no, no, no. So this past summer at like a European festival, he got on stage, did some covers, some priest covers, but like with. Ross the Boss as a band. And then a few months ago, he did a, sh- a gig somewhere in Europe. Uh, it was him, Tim Ripper Owens, who you might recall uh, when Halford left Priest. He was the replacement. Did Halford leave Priest because it was too gay? <laughs> <laughs> Is that possible? Let's not do that. Have you asked him, Rob? I haven't. You're right. Self-loathing. Those, those, those gay homophobes yeah. are such a problem in society today. Uh, well, anyway, K.K. Downing today announced he's launching his own version of Judas Priest <laughs> with the original drummer of Priest and Tim Ripper Owens and then a, a few other guys. And they're uh, they're calling the uh, the band Pudis Geist K.K. Priest. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, stop. Just stop it. He stopped. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I just can't believe it. I mean, I guess if you want to see Judas Priest but not pay that much, mm-hmm. this is like slightly better than a cover band, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Right, yeah. I don't know, yeah. What am I blanking now? What was the other uh, ridiculous, like, new side project? A new, ba- new trying to renovate the old band name, and it was just a ridiculous ripoff, and we made fun of it. Of which band? I can't remember. Oh. It's totally slipping my mind now. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure one of our fans yeah. will tell us, but we had like a good. We did a good 15 minutes <laughs> on how stupid that was. I don't remember a year or two ago. Huh. Oh. I barely remember what I did earlier yeah. today. Yeah, what, <laughs> I know. What, two I'm, years ago. <laughs> I'm shocked that you know. I thought one of you. I don't know. I have a terrible memory. I thought one of you would remember. I think it was Pudis Geist. <laughs> And now Ozzy, big shocker, ended up canceling his North American tour. Good. He shouldn't be on the road. That's elder abuse. It's like making Joe Biden run for president. Well, what's crazy is he still has his European tour, which he didn't cancel. Ozzy, he should be ashamed of himself. You know how many jobs are going to be lost now because of this? (laughs) What a dick. Uh, Well, it's it's true, though. I mean, it is a, a, a night at the venue that those people... Now are losing a night of work. Those yeah. those concession workers. Maybe we can Fucking have KK jerk. Priest show up and fill, <laughs> fill in. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, coincidentally, She's on the European tour, it. Judas Priest is opening for oh. Ozzy Osbourne. So, just want to announce, me stole my thunder a little bit. <laughs> I am starting a side project called DM Talica. 
<laughs> totally original. <laughs> was it? There was a. There's two Chromags. There's Chromags and Chromags JM. Maybe that. No, but I don't think we made fun of that. Is it J? Wasn't it Age of Quarrel? Wasn't that one of them? No. Well, what does JM stand for? Joseph and John Joseph and the other guy. Well, Harley Flanagan. No, Harley Flanagan is the other version yeah, of the band. Yeah. But like the other member of the original version of the band is Eric e- Sermon. <laughs> EPMD. Yeah. All right. Uh, Business never personal. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to get to some hate mail? Yay! Of course, you can always leave us some hate mail by emailing hate mail at metalinjection.net. You could write something. You could record something with your microphone and email us a voice memo. You can go to our website and use the SpeakPipe widget to record a voicemail uh, using your computer microphone or your uh, mobile phone microphone. And, uh, yeah, hate mail at metalinjection.net. That's the email address somebody writes about Danny. Uh, It was actually Rob. He writes, I was on the literal verge of emailing you to ask the name of the goodbye Danny singer because I spent half the day trying to remember his name. Then you played it on the live cast the very next day. Serendipity. This would be last week's episode. Uh, And then he asks, for future reference, if I did email in, would you lower yourselves down enough to answer such a waste of a time question? We would. And we might not do it on air, just... Yeah. A reply, yeah. but we'd answer you. But would you ever have been able to answer the question if I had phrased it? What was the name of that terrible, sappy song you played a couple of years ago from a very low budget, possibly English YouTube guy? Mm. That's no. Thank You for Being My Wife. It's yeah. <laughs> a different song now. Because I just had the melody and zero lyrics stuck in my head and no other information to go off of. Well, if you just had the melody. (laughs) If you just had the melody, you should have recorded a voice memo with the melody. (laughs) (laughs) See, I thought I I would think of him like I didn't know he was British, first of all, and I would have thought he was Indian. Am I wrong on that? Well, this guy just thought he was. He just assumed he he, he doesn't know. Rob just assumed he was. He was British. Br- but my point is, like, you hear that, at, like, t- to try to, if you were trying to convey to us what it was, mm-hmm. my first thing wouldn't be British. Cause yeah, that wouldn't have necessarily doesn't have, a, like, a stereotypically British accent. He may mm-hmm. be British, not that I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. I would think he's an Indian kid. Right? Am I Am I no. crazy? No. Yeah, that's how, what I would have assumed. He would have said Indian. I got it like yeah, that. same. This one's from Juan. And he says, hey, Livecast, my name is Juan. What's so funny about Juan, Darren? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's Juan. God. It's Juan, not one. Oh, no, you did say it. Hi, my name is Juan. <laughs> Damn it. Hi, my name is Juan. I'm from Chicago, and I'm a new listener, maybe like 20 episodes new. Welcome, Juan. Hi, Juan. I really enjoy the Welcome show one and, all. and look forward to listening to it every Tuesday at work. Sometimes the jokes are so good that I find myself laughing and my coworkers probably think I'm crazy. Aww. Great stuff. Great content. Great commentary. I do have a question, which is, I guess, more like advice. Wait, he wants advice from us or he's going to give us advice. Well, if he's asked, if he said it's a question, so I'm going to say a he says, 
I've been wanting to start my own podcast mm. based on metal and all sorts of stuff related to metal. I have great ideas and good topics. He's going to tell us what to do now. See, it is advice <laughs> to us. I have ideas and good topics, but I just wanted some tips and advice to make sure it's enjoyable and hopefully do it well enough to gain some listeners. So hit me with what you got. Well, wh- do we know like what type of podcast he's, he's going to do like an he, NPR he said, podcast. I've been wanting to start my own podcast based on metal and all oh, sorts metal. of stuff related to metal. It's like a new, a news show or like what we do, like, uh, like, you know, well, metal just by himself. He's saying, not be, with friends. right, right. But like being a metal, a metal head who talks about everything or like a guy who talks about metal. All this is time. metal and all sorts of stuff related to metal. So I'm guessing metal. So well, no Patty at videos. Definitely yeah. not. Well, I would say uh, you're entering a very crowded marketplace. So, yes, sure. but that shouldn't discourage you. No, that, it shouldn't. I don't it think shouldn't Rob's be a reason that. to not do it. But you should aim to offer something unique that you don't hear on other podcasts. What that is, if I knew, I would be doing it. So that's for you to figure out. Uh, but obviously, inject your personality into it. Oh, inject your inject. flavor. Branding. Uh, well, he says, P.S., you guys should come to Chicago for Kuma's Fest. So if you're Chicagoite, it's a festival. Uh, Kuma's Burger is like a famous burger mm-hmm. place in Chicago, and they do a metal festival. I think Anthrax oh. is playing. Huh. When, when is that? Sometime in the summer. Will they pay for us to go there? Will Wand pay? No, no, no. Like the, the <laughs> restaurant or Anthrax or the promoter? Yes, absolutely. It's It's all set. I'll, I mean, I'd, all I'd ask is, like, you pay travel, uh, room and board, and compass food. And we're, I'm in. So everything. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd buy my own merch if I felt like it. I would just, like, travel. And everything else we could figure out. Just stay on someone's couch. Whose? I mean. Juan's. I'm getting uh, a Airbnb. You guys could stay on a couch. Yeah, but they pay for it. <laughs> Get them to. Rob, hook we it can, up. Thank we you. can go it's to the Chicago Thanks, Tourism nice. Board. <laughs> no, for real. I know someone who who did that. I'm going to text Rahm Emanuel, see what he can do for us. That's my dude. Mm. Or just ask Lonnie's family. Or uh, Rod Blagojevich. <laughs> oh, he's out now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's all out. set. He probably has some connections. Uh, yeah. if we can figure it out. Get some money under the table. Why not? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess that hopefully we gave you some, some tips. And uh, play some music. Uh, well, uh... If I might also add some stuff, mm-hmm. since I work, this is my profession as well, mm-hmm. uh, I would recommend just doing it and being consistent and don't look too much at how many people are listening. Just just keep going. Um, and much to what Rob said, just be yourself. I don't think you have to look for something new. I just think you have to just, like if you you are a unique person, so if you put your personality into it it will be original another thing you could do is like call into our show and if we think you're entertaining then that would be a good sign if we think you're lame then maybe sure. don't bother we'll thrash or trash you yeah we can, yeah <laughs> exactly just we'll thrash or trash your personality so rob what's the number it's 213 wide nut it's 213-943 368 yeah so next yeah, especially week since he listens on tuesdays that means that he listens live probably or maybe the previous weeks, because he said he listens at work. So maybe he's listening to the previous week's episode, so he's always a week behind. We have so many questions for you, Juan. But that means you'll be listening to this 
the afternoon of our next show, mm-hmm. which means you should be able to call in that night. Just p- put it on pause yeah. and give us a call. Yeah. We'll tell you if you're worth having a podcast or not. <laughs> Fair. Because yeah, it might just be a waste of time completely. Yeah. Listen, you could be great at something else and yeah. just not this thing. You could be good at ice climbing. <laughs> we actually have another email from Rob. He was on fire this week. Oh. Oh. He says, hi, guys. I know I speak for the entire nation. Now, again, Rob is from uh, the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know you speak for the entire nation, so tell me. Or should I read this like, I know you speak for the entire <laughs> yes, nation. Definitely. So tell me, what does America think of Harry and Meghan? <laughs> Would they like to be over in the States and make millions of dollars going on Oprah or Leno? Or do you not care about them? Well, I don't know about you three. I, my opinion of the royal family is quite different from, I would say, the average American. Well, hold on. Let's, let's, let, let me just finish the, the question. Oh, I thought that was it. Sorry. For context, even though I live in England, I'm playing catch up on this news via Nigel Farage's podcast. What? You listen to, how Nigel you listen, Farage? You mean? Farage? Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you listen to that guy's podcast and our podcast? You want to just say who he is? Just to know. He's like the guy who... It's like a white nationalist. ...was British. behind Brexit. What? Politician, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, st- I'm still three weeks behind, so they might have gotten divorced by now, for all I know. Nigel was saying they could easily make tens of millions a year in the States, but I wasn't sure. Doing so, what? I don't know. So my own, just my like being own Instagram is- influencers, or uh, yes, does America care about our royal family, specifically Harry and Meghan? Uh, no, it's not America really. cares. We don't Clearly give a fuck, I but America care. does. Yeah, I actually do give a fuck in the opposite direction. I think they're all horrible. I think Meghan is less horrible, but uh, I think the actual monarchy is shit. Yeah, they're like garbage, human yeah. garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, also, um, which one is it? Prince Andrew that got uh, caught in Jeffrey Epstein's yes, uh, yeah. scandalous yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. So probably child molesters in there too. Uh, at the at the very least, uh, they're rubbing elbows with a known uh, peddler of that mm-hmm. shit and rapist. Mm-hmm. So it's all like that's just I mean that's another planet that we don't live on. It's like these are the people that control our world. They're fucking. Uh, they're beyond billionaires. They're they're so rich that there's not even a word for what they yeah. are. Yeah, it's just obscene, gross, disgusting amounts of greed and wealth. And I have to say, I give credit to uh, Harry for leaving. Uh, I yeah. imagine that's not an easy thing uh, to do, and he saw what was happening to his wife, <laughs> and and essentially like uh, he said, "Thank you for being my wife." <laughs> and I think, uh, in a way, it kind of reminded him of how his mom was treated, and he obviously didn't want what happened to his mom, mm-hmm. Princess Diana. To happen to his wife. And I just, I want to go off on a tangent here and say that there is a not good, but great, fantastic Lifetime movie about uh, Harry and Meghan, how they met. Oh, my God. Really? Life together. Like, ironically good? Yeah. Are you um, a joke? At t- like 90% ironically good and 10% unironically good. I'll give you a preview without, uh, not, no context for this statement. There is a scene where Princess Diana is uh, reincarnated as a tiger <laughs> and what? passes a message on to Prince Harry after her death. <laughs> it's Say no more. That's it. <laughs> Say no Watch more. Watch it. 
watch it. Can we do that for our Patreon? Um, the only reason I would say maybe not is because it was done by How Did This Get Made already. Mm. Oh, okay. uh, but if you well, if you guys want to and you don't think that's an obstacle and we can get our take on it, I would yeah. love to do that as an episode. Okay. Do you want maybe, to mention our... Go ahead, so maybe our Patreon fans can weigh in if they want to hear that or not. <laughs> so, and if we get enough yeah. of a response, we'll put it on the list. It's at so patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. That is our Patreon. Donate five bucks a month and you get a, a little bonus episode and some other fun content yeah we we just put i won't spoil what they are but we put a couple episodes in the can and they are fucking great yeah we had a great great time doing the, i i think i don't want to speak for my one of them but. was not such a great time oh it wasn't but it, well, it was it, a great time hanging out with you guys yeah. but not sitting through that yeah. <laughs> i should say yeah it was a terrible 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 movie but our riffing on it was yeah. great yes so you will enjoy that very soon. <laughs> I'm just think laughing thinking about yeah. the experience. <laughs> I just like I had such a bad taste in my mouth today from the beef patty. No, no, no from patty. the second yeah. thing that we did. I don't know. Like I, I know we're being. I, have, I don't know if I have to be secretive about it. Patty. Yeah. But just like all day, I was like, I can't believe I sat. For two hours oh, doing that. Oh, such a that. bad movie. <laughs> oh, God. It's literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. To um, come, to come sure. out of a major studio. No. Not uh, like, you know, student film. That's another class of it. But out of any... I, I'm hard-pressed Like, to I think can't believe this was in, like, repeats on TNT, you know? Like, this... Yeah. It was? Oh, yeah. It, it, oh, my God. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, sure. there's a reason for that. We can't really say without giving away yeah. who it is, but FirstNet Connections. Mm. So... <laughs> Uh, one final thing, Sid, you wanted to talk about this, and I give him the benefit of the doubt. The uh, headline was, Testament guitarist <laughs> Alex Skolnick would collaborate with Billie Eilish. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> now, yes, when it, 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 it when it's presented that way, and, and this is our headline, Metal Injection's headline. But it was other people's headline as well. No? Right, yeah. But it's not like he just went and made a statement like, I would collaborate with her. It's, I mean, he was asked if he would collaborate with her. Sure, and but he, was and like, he sure. answered it as if it was a reasonable question to be asked. Instead of being <laughs> Why like, wouldn't it be reasonable? Because she would never in a million years she ask him. Is. No. Well, let's, I, all right, so let's say, so Sid, you're a comedian. Like, what if someone Thank said, hey, hey, Sid, someone just with a microphone walks up to him and goes, would you collaborate with like Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle? What would you say? Get the fuck out of here? I'd say, say yes? I'd comment. The, I'd preface it with saying that that's an absurd fucking question yeah, that would realistic. never okay. come up. But in the magic world where it did, sure, why okay. not? So that's consistent. Yeah. You're saying Alex Skolnick should have said yeah. that. Yeah, okay. you got to call out first that like that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's but, fair. Yeah, you're looking for more modesty. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I, <laughs> do, we, do you have the quote? You're not wrong. The whole exchange. You want to do it in Alex yeah. Skolnick voice if you know what I don't he know. sounds uh, like? He sounds just like me. <laughs> I'll do it. I think it'd be more like the Jackie Mason. Because I got to be honest, she's singing for real. <laughs> some of her live television appearances have been singing. really good. Was there some dispute that she was not singing for real? I guess he means she's not like using auto-tune and all that stuff. Or backing but she, But her whole thing is that she barely sings. She just kind of like whispers. <laughs> no, that's some there's, of her songs. There's a there's songs, where, songs she where she really does sing. I mean, when she does sing, it's boring as fuck to me. Mm. But she does. She can do it. 
So uh, congratulations, I guess. And her brother Phineas is a really great musician. He's the one that writes all the songs with her. He, uh, he does plays, the computer programs. He plays keyboards, guitar. Oh, I respect what he's what she's keyboard. doing. Yeah. Uh, I know it would probably be an odd fit, but she's one of the few I would probably say yes to a collaboration. One of the few. Oh, he's please. very picky. There's plenty of who I would absolutely not work with. Did he list that? He did not. He did That's not. what I'd be more interested in. Selena Who do you think Gomez, you're too good pass. for? <laughs> I imagine uh, Kanye West, he probably would pass on. I don't know. I don't think Kanye would even give him like the time to even like entertain me. Then why was he wearing a Testament shirt <laughs> seven months ago? Got you, Noah. Was he really? Or was that? It was yeah. Just, uh, it was generic metal shirts. He probably just thought well, it was like a Christianity thing. Yeah, oh, it doesn't yeah. mean he picked it out. It's just... right. He's like, I like both the old and the new one of these. Give me that shirt. He misses the old Testament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <and> he <laughs> missed the old Kanye. So the question he was asked was... Oh, sorry. I can't talk over this. Oh, okay. I miss the old Testament. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. If approached by her team, would you consider working with Billie Eilish? So, Sid, if you were approached by Chris Rock's team, would you work with Chris Rock? Sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, there you go. There's definitely Wrong. a lot of comedians I would not work with, and I will not list them now. Wrong answer. Damn it. You're supposed to preface it by saying he would never do that. You failed your own directive. Aha! I thought. Well, he, so Alex Goldnick, he commented on the... Uh, headline like everyone posting about how he, oh, he was like nice. so he said oh i simply answered honestly uh when asked that question and sure, he proposed the question would be amazing yeah uh and he says a few further thoughts on this first of all she's doing just fine career rise and music a uh, career wise and musically certainly does not need my help no yeah. <laughs> i would say that's a fact did you say he sounds like jackie Mays? <laughs> that's what i that's what I, I the impression sounds like in my head billy eilish she's doing great personally and professionally don't need any help from me Zygesund, who am I to say? <laughs> so it's beyond hypothetical. Although with our mutual hair streaks, it's not a bad fit. <laughs> yeah, but your streaks are fucking gray uh, cougar shit. Second, I honestly do respect her and her brother. No, not my thing listening-wise, but having done live TV and radio spots with various singers outside of Testament, I can say that pulling the off as they have on SNL, Howard Stern, especially the Quiet Ballads, is she not easy. She was on easy. Howard Stern? Yeah. Howard Stern loves her. Loves her. Kudos to them for having it together, especially at a young age. Also, there's other pop music I won't name that I find absolutely unlistenable, including by some who have undeniably good vocals outside of their, quote, machine. Not Billie Eilish's music, though. Again, not my thing, but unlike so many other insepid top 40 stuff, I admit I don't feel the need to turn the dial or change the channel if it comes on, which says a lot. Not sure how this became a thing. Snow, sn- a slow news week, I presume? It <laughs> has Rob. to be if it's... But okay. Yeah. Fun enough. And th- I never understand that slow news week. No, there's plenty of time to write yeah. about like important news and silly stuff like this. Yeah. There's no limit on how many stories we yeah. can write. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless you're one of the participants where it seems to have sparked quite a debate... Not so much about me, but modern pop music in general, with few commenters turning on each other and getting into Jerry Springer territory. Ha ha ha. Cool reference, bro. Okay. So there we go. Ugh. Hilarious. Now watch next week. They actually do have a duet out, and I'll feel like a complete jackass. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe she reached out to his people. I saw that she did. I guess she's doing the theme song for the new Bond movie, and it said that it's her and Johnny Marr from the Smiths. And I listened to the song, and I didn't hear any guitar. I kept waiting for the Johnny Marr part, and I didn't hear any guitar. So So I'm just like, huh? I don't know. Maybe it was a weird mix, but it was like the YouTube like official thing, and I scanned. I mean, I'll be honest, I did not listen through the whole thing because I am not oh, capable. But I, ca- I skipped through enough that like yeah. you'd think one of the five, six parts I clicked on would have had guitar in it, and none of them did. Thumbs down. We have one more voicemail. Ooh. I forgot. Oh, I was going to play that song, but what song? Oh, yeah, yeah. No Time to Die. Well, yeah, let's hear it. I'll play the voicemail after. Can you f- do it like Sid was listening yeah, to well, it by fast-forwarding? Every- I wanted to give just maybe 15 seconds of the beginning and then zoom through it. I'm falling asleep already. Is this the uh, disturbed sound of silence? No? <laughs> no time to die again. <laughs> Is this a Bond film or what? This is like falling asleep. Supposed to be shooting people and like car crashes, car chases. It's happening over this soft music. It's it's ironic. Yeah. I feel like this has been more than fifteen seconds. Well, can can you like fast forward like a minute in, like for the peak of the song? What? Does it ever like kick in? Only like two seconds of time. <laughs> I think that yeah, was it. That was it. the piece. Where's the guitar? Still not. I, I hear it in the background. You see, it's the chords. Oh yeah. I could be guitar. Yeah. Not She's the expert. Oh well, these are strings. Yeah, it's string. This sounds like Tori Amos on Valium. Yeah. <laughs> Upbeat songs. She has that song like "I'm a bad guy." Boop, 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 oh, yeah. boop. That's still not especially. She's still mumbling through that shit. Yeah. But at least it's not mumbling combined with this coma-inducing music behind her. Though. Still no guitar. Still waiting. Okay. This right. Almost so, like, done. Hold what on. The I'm fuck? obsessed now. Find this fucking guitar. Is this like when you get cast in a movie and they cut you out but still pay you for your work? Shit, I'd take it. Yeah, good for Johnny Barr, I guess. If if Billie Eilish approached me (laughs) to play guitar and then didn't put it in the song, I'd think it was ridiculous, but I would still say yes. How did I do? Is that good? (laughs) I'll take that. All right, cool. All right. Woo! All right. Well, let's play this voicemail. It's from a friend of the show. Dave Mustaine? Hello. This is Dave Mustaine, (laughs) lead guitarist, lead singer, lead songwriter of the leading band in metal, Megadeth, and now lead author of my new book that you metal injection goons have been bad-mouthing. Let's get something straight. I think the fans deserve to get to know the real me, not just the guy that put Metallica on the map. 
not just the lead frontman of the greatest band of all time. Speaking of rest in peace, your little podcast is a lot like rust. Once a hard, solid surface, now a fraction of its former self. By the way, I like lamb goat better, bitches. (laughs) Me too. Unbelievable. Great. That was awesome. Harsh. Dave Mustaine roasting us on the podcast. I can take it. We deserve it. (laughs) I think he just meant because Sean left. We're now four-fifths of us. Was that Sean that left us? Could have been. He sounds like Dave Mustaine anyway. yeah. He sounds like if Dave Mustaine's balls dropped like another octave, maybe. (laughs) Well, after the uh, throat cancer stuff, maybe that is what he sounds like now. Oh, man, I didn't think of that. Wait, Sean has ball cancer? Oh, no. Ball cancer? Sorry. Who knows? He won't. Yeah. Come on maybe, to talk. Maybe about that's it. why he doesn't respond to texts. That's so. That's so. I feel bad for yeah. castigating him. Well, well. <clears throat> as according to Rob, that, that's the only way he can redeem himself is if he gets cancer and beats it. Yep. So <laughs> what you said that before? I man. did not it's say that's tape. the only way. Get out of here. It's on tape. <laughs> These are lies. Sid records your phone conversation. Get out of here. You know what? It is I time. Heard it. it is time to get out of here. It's time to leave. Got to leave. Got to say. course before we can leave we got to say goodbye to our top live cast fans of the week you can be a top live cast fan of the week by heading over to patreon.com slash metal ejection livecast and uh donating ten dollars a month we give you a shout out at the end of every show here are the lovely folks who donated to get this shout out here they are these are our patreon shout outs of the week eric robert ganoush aka justin Benjamin, El Duterino, Cynical Sids, Cynic Cynicism, Dan R, Cattle Decaf, Mindy Mayer's Keepa, Treon, the one and only Rob B with two B's, Croc Destroyer with an A, Sam I Am I Is, and Justin with an E. That's our Patreon shoutouts of the week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to all our listeners. Listeners. And listeners. Listeners. And the. My pronunciation is a shell of what it used to be. A fraction, if you will. (laughs) Come on, Patty. Thank you, everybody. Come on, Patty. We'll see you next week. Oh, actually, yes, we'll see you next Tuesday. Come on, Patty. Oh, Patty's so moist. Come on, Patty. Patty.